0: 2020 has been a roller coaster, leaving many without jobs as a result of the coronavirus and COVID-19 pandemic. This podcast is geared toward people who are in the middle of a crisis, worried about their money or their debt, know someone with these worries, or want to learn more about good financial habits that apply in both good times and bad.
1: Hey, everyone. This is Karen Booth again from Engage Forward. And we are continuing the conversation in our part four of Protecting Your Finances. I'm here today with Heather Culp, who's a commercial litigation and bankruptcy attorney with Essex Richards, as well as Kim Edwards, who is an e-commerce executive who happened to retire before the age of 40. Today, we wanted to address with you the subject of getting started from an early age with the subject of math. And that might seem like, okay, so why are we going to be talking about that when we're talking about protecting your finances? But what we've decided and what we've agreed upon is that it is very critical. And so I wanted to engage the conversation or at least start the conversation with Kim. So talk to me a little bit about how do you start to engage math when it comes to making financial decisions?
0: I just first want to start with, I kind of grew up like, oh, I'm not going to do math that 's just not my thing I 'm better at leading and organizing and having different functional experts around me and I think when I kind of dropped that attitude <laughs> and i 'm going to call it an attitude and decided I really need to learn this stuff, or quite frankly from a, at that point it was more for a career reasons i 'll have very limited opportunities as to what I can do as a career and so I really dedicated myself to learning math and to not being afraid of math and that is the root of, I think, what allowed me to retire before I was 40, I don't think I would have been able to do it without those skills. So we've talked in some of the past segments about different analyses I've done. So, you know, I, I talked about adding up the total amount of expenses that you have before, like when you're actually born. I talked about looking at figuring out the amount that you need for your own retirement. It's not a one-fits-all all one solution. You need to know your numbers for your personal finance situation and what makes you comfortable. You also need to understand if you need to be bringing in more revenue or cutting more expenses in order to achieve those goals. And there's no standard calculator that you can get on the internet that's going to help you figure that out because all of these things are, are specific to you and your wants and your lifestyle. I also was able to use math of how, am I, how much house can I afford? So all of these things, I use it now when I'm investing in stocks, but all of these things I wouldn't have been able to do if I had kind of kept my, I'm just not going to do math. Um, I also think it helped my earning potential considerably. I never would have had the opportunities I had if I hadn't taken that time to really learn it. So I can't echo enough how important it is. If you don't think you're a math person, I started not knowing anything probably in 2004. And deciding to put some real effort into it, and by 2006, 2007, I was at some of the top companies in the world, Walmart and Amazon, as one of the data leaders. So within a pretty quick turnaround time, you can get there. And I like to think of it a little bit like going to the gym. Like I think most people don't actually even go to the gym. So just showing up at the gym and getting in 30 minutes a day, you're already doing better than most other people. So the amount that's out there that you're able to learn is exponential. But even just learning a little bit more is going to help you considerably versus all, all the other people who are acting like former me of choosing not to do it at all.
1: I completely echo what you're talking about. For me growing up, so math was my favorite subject growing up. And in high school, I was in a specialized program that was Medical Science Institute, but it was a heavy concentration in math and science. So that was very important for me in building my career in the financial services space. The other thing I would also add is I grew up playing certain board games that focused on learning how to manage money. So one of my favorites that's not necessarily a popular game, but it was for me, was one called Bargain Hunter. I actually bought it back the other day on eBay (laughs) because it was so monumental to me. And it set the tone for how I shop today, looking for deals and looking for specials and being aware of how I'm managing my money. So games like Life, games like Payday, Yes, those are still board games, but they're still games, Monopoly, that kind of taught you how to manage in circumstances dealing with money and to manage your financial objectives along the way, were very critical for me. There's other organizations out there that, such as Junior Achievement, that are very engaged with teaching children about financial literacy and entrepreneurialism and learning how to prepare for the workplace that are significant that need to be continuously shared with the public and shared with parents so that their kids can get that inf- that financial education from a young age because unfortunately it's not really part of the curriculums at school and so kind of go kind of go back to where we started this conversation math is a very much a core piece of all of those things That will be helpful in understanding how to manage your lifestyle, whether you're in your your 20s on up to retirement. So that's what I would share on that. Heather, anything for you?
2: You talked about dating yourself, listening to you two lovely ladies makes me think of the song. Which one of these is not like the other? (laughs) Which one of these just doesn't belong? I could not be any more different than you two, which is probably why you invited each of us. Math and I do not get along very well. We have a long and complicated relationship, and it is not good. That you know, I can do basic math, but you all are leaps and bounds ahead of me. I was an English major in college. I went to law school. Not one time did I learn about Excel or how to read a financial statement really any basic life skills and finances. And and that's, I know, something that Karen is very passionate about. That's the whole point of her organization. But, you know, in my career over the last 23 years, I've picked up a lot of skills, either self-taught or classes or others helping me. Um, you know, I do know how to read financial statements now. I, I know CPAs. You know, I know I work with forensic accountants. I work with tax lawyers. I, I I get the basics, and I I very much understand the power of compound interest. But that's not really something I understood, unfortunately, coming out of law school. And one of the things that I thought about in preparing for this is when I was I was probably 26. I was a young lawyer. It was my my second job, I think, out of law school. It was at a very big law firm that was very prestigious and had a lot of money, and I was at very high salaries. And I was very fortunate to be there. And right after I started, I got a phone call at the office um, from somebody with one of the bank's wealth management departments. They had left me a voicemail wanting to introduce themselves. And I thought, (laughs) I don't have any wealth to manage. And I did not return the call. But that's the whole point. That's what you two got early on. When you get that first paycheck, especially if it's a good one, which mine was, if you start off on the right foot, you will be able to do what Kim has done. And and there's going to be bumps in the road for all of us. But I think what you're saying is so important. And and the last thing I'll say is it also reminds me, I've heard Shaquille O'Neal say several times that I think it was after his freshman year at LSU, maybe his sophomore year, he came home and told his mom that he was going to go pro. He was done with school. And she said, why don't you balance your checkbook? And he sat there for about an hour. And I mean, Had no idea where to begin. She's like, you need to get your ass back to school. If you can't even balance a checkbook, you are not ready to go pro in anything. Which I just love. And he said, She's totally right. And of course, he is super educated on all these topics now. So you're right. We can all do it. We all need to do it. I, I do use a lot of calculators. The company that manages my 401k, you know, they have a little calculator of how short I am. And if I increase my contribution by X dollars. You know, I can see the needle move and things like that are very helpful for me because quite frankly, I don't think I'll ever be where you STEM wizards are. So I bow down to you and let you take over the rest of the
0: program. I just want to make sure that everyone knows like the math itself is not that hard, right? Most of it is addition, subtraction, multiplication, division. That's kind of it. We don't use a uh, square roots or cosines or any of that other stuff that you've learned beyond. It's freshman. not string <laughs> theory. <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't even know what that is. <laughs> uh,
0: if you made it through freshman year of high school, you're good. <laughs> so probably even less than that. At this point, especially with Excel, it's really how to, how to set up the problem and think through it. So, it's, so I don't want anyone to be intimidated like, oh, math, I, I didn't do well in high school. Like that seems really hard because, you know, it's really like, how do you create the problem? It's just a logic problem. And the actual math itself, Excel does for you. And it's it's not very hard. <laughs> so if you had to use pen and paper to get through math in school, none of that's necessary.
1: <laughs> yeah. So here here's what I will say on this. I think the key takeaway for me with what Heather was talking, I can I can relate. So mom, forgive me, but I'm gonna share. So my mom is a computer science person, right? She was STEM before STEM existed. And She loves gardening in retirement. She has the most green thumb I probably know. And I inherited none of that, right? So that's her specialty is green thumb. She gets overwhelmed with the numbers. But here's what I know. You don't have to know everything yourself, but at least know where you can go find the help that you need to get the, the information you need to get. So like if I have questions in regards to legal legal questions that I may not know, I'm going to go to Heather cuz I'm not the expert in that. She is and she's going to be able to help explain it to me. And so if you're not an expert in math or 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 just that's not your thing, then just be mindful and know where you can go to get that information. And so that's what I would share in that context. And I want to be mindful of our time. So, I did have another question, Kim, for you. So, talk about tips on getting started, right? Like when you talk about engaging math and making financial decisions for those who are interested in wanting to find out how to do it, what would you share with them?
0: The biggest thing is learning Excel. And I think even a pretty rudimentary course in Excel is going to help you think about how to set up the problem, which is the main thing, right? So, for example, when I'm thinking about, okay, when I was 27, I thought about when can I retire. And so I just need to think about how to build that out. So I have this salary now. Well, what do I think my, you know, annual increases will be? And then I have these expenses now. And I knew those from looking at my credit card. And you know, here's what I'll save. And based on historicals, it'll grow by X amount. So add that number in. And so just how to set up and frame up that problem. I would imagine there are a considerable number of YouTube courses you can you can find online. I personally learned from a man named Wayne Winston. He was my professor in business school and he actually now teaches courses online on as how to learn this. So just find an expert, you know, it doesn't have to be a huge commitment, maybe an hour a week and just decide one summer or one season that you're going to you're going to learn this. And I think you can easily do it an hour a week for couple of months and then you have that skill set that you can rely on going forward.
1: Thank you for that. And and so one thing I would add is that to be honest with you, many people already have some of these tools available to them without them even knowing it. If you have a bank account, they typically have something in there that shows how much you're spending and allocating it for you. The same with the your credit card, that information's out there. They typically have some information in regards to Again, your, the allocations of what you're spending on and annual summary is very critical. So if you haven't, if you didn't even know that you had an annual credit card summary, my advice to you is log on to your, your credit card account, look for your statements, and in there is the annual credit card summary. If you can't find it, pick up the phone, give them a call and they can direct you. That's what I would share. Heather, did you have one thing?
2: Yeah, one thing I would add, and thinking listening to you and thinking about this is there seems to be a strong correlation at least among what i see in my job between having a lot of bank accounts and not knowing what is going on with your money i routinely see couples who have 12 13 14 bank accounts at six different banks you know they set one up in high school they set one up in college they set they're all over the place and they have no idea what's in them and they're surprised that they're there don't do that you don't need you don't need to bank at more than one place and my Personal opinion, too, at most. And, you know, have a checking account, a savings account, and maybe a money market account. Have one place where you know where your money is and it's easier for you to track. And by the same token, don't have 15 credit cards. Have one credit card, have two credit cards. That's all you need. I think it, it can get really out of control really
0: quickly.
1: Absolutely. You know, the complexity of it all can be overwhelming. So, my motto for this and everything else in life is to keep it simple. You don't, like Heather said, you don't need more than one credit card. I, I totally, the more credit cards you have, the worse your credit, your credit score is going to be. And that's a whole other topic for a different day. So it's a matter of keeping one card, consolidating your accounts, finding ways you can, you can consolidate things. Because what ends up happening is, if you think long-term, future, you know, God forbid if something happens to you, whoever is left to deal with your, your financial status it makes it much more complicated for them. So, And it makes it more complicated for you as you get older. So the more you can keep things consolidated, the better off you'll be. And on that note, unless you guys have anything else you want to add, I would like to thank you for being a part of this conversation today and look forward to our next one. Have a great day.